Hello, and welcome to episode three of Transforming 45. Today, I am so excited to have Kadoma Columby, who is a women embodiment facilitator, an artist, and I will let her tell you about all of the work she does because it's incredible. I've been following your work for um, since just before the pandemic, 2019, we were connected through um, a common friend of ours, and I have been fascinated watching your work evolve over the last few years. So um, tell me, tell me about your work, what you are doing. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm super excited and thrilled to be here. Hello, everyone. Yes. Yeah, so my work in the biggest umbrella of things really is supporting us as women to come home to the fullness of our bodies. Um, there are so many elements of being in a woman's body that have been shamed and not talked about and pushed under the rug. And um, really, I believe because we are so powerful when we are in our bodies, when we are in tune with our cyclical rhythms, when we are occupying the fullness of our bodies. I believe for us as women, that brings us into the fullness of our, our power and our expression and our wisdom. So in the biggest umbrella of things, all of my work is really supporting us to heal all the stuff, the you know, the shame, the physical things that we've imploded into our body because of the shame, because of sexual trauma, um, you know, just dig up and uncover all of these pieces of ourselves that have been basically weighted down by shame and pain and find out what that feels like, find out who we are as women when we're uncovered, when we're those, you know, the shame veils and the pain veils are lifted and healed. Who are you? Who is that woman underneath all of those things? And in that is our truest expression, our truest being, the uniqueness of each of us. Um, so that's yeah. the biggest umbrella. <laughs> So it's a big and a really powerful umbrella. And I think it is also so powerful that we are doing this on the solstice mm -hmm. when we are thinking about that return to ourselves and return to our bodies. Mm -hmm. The These days feel so sacred to me because it connects to my deepest pagan witch roots that just are on fire today mm -hmm. and wanting that release. Mm -hmm. But the narratives that have been written by patriarchy, mm -hmm. right, are so strong and it takes so much pulling back of the layers. And I feel like there are conversations that are happening around, you know, mental health, spiritual well-being, but there is still so much netting um, captivity around our actual physical bodies. Mm. Mm. I love that, you know, that 
word netting because it does feel like that sense, like a sheath of the stuff that keeps us bound in so mm -hmm. many ways um, that is deeply rooted in the body, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have been so excited to have this conversation and intimidated at the same time, because mm -hmm. I can tell you the netting that exists around my body is so mm -hmm. strong. Uh, even, uh, when I had my oldest son, who is just about to turn 18, uh, my midwives who were wonderful and brilliant said to me after he was born, they had a mirror when they were doing their exam. They said, do you want to look at yourself? Mm. And I froze and I said, mm. no, mm. no. Yeah. And that moment has stayed with me so viscerally mm. as something I was not yet ready to examine, yeah. but knew that that like, it was the planting of the seed of there is something really deep here. If you are unable to even look at your physical body, mm. how, what trauma is there? What narratives are there that are keeping you in that word you use bound? That was real. That really was powerful for me. There is a binding that makes it really, really difficult. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering if there are some patterns around that that you see with the women that you work with. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, so to reference kind of a specificity of the work that I'm doing, and I think what you're referencing is I am also, I um, work, started working deeply in the womb space and have descended now even deeper into working with vulva and mm -hmm. pussy and, um, even using that word pussy, right? It's such a, it's it, the word itself holds so much shame and trauma and, you know, our bodies can respond to that word in so many different ways. But um, so reconnecting with that part of our bodies as women, as a source of our power, of our creativity, not only in childbearing, but in life as a piece of our intuition and our, and our pleasure, all of those things. Um, mm -hmm a piece of the work that I do with that is actually doing pussy portraits. So women hire me to paint a picture of their, mm -hmm. of their pussy. And it's a deeply initiative journey. So powerful, right? Because of all of the, that, the netting, all of the binding that this part of our bodies in particular has just been left off of the body map because, mm -hmm. because of the shaming, right? There's the historical, shame of our sexuality, our sensuality. There's the anatomical shame that, you know, it's even a body image thing, I think for us, for women that are, is really untalked about, um, thinking that ours is weird or doesn't look right and comparing it to like images that we've seen maybe through porn or other things that then women are actually surgically manipulating their body part down there to have it look a certain way. Um, yes. And the religious shame and then the familial shame and then just growing up, you know, with in our generation, you know, I think we're in the same pocket of so much like you're either, you know, you're either a whore or you're a prude or you're a slut, you know, there's just, and we just haven't talked about that part of our bodies, right? It's just referenced us down there. 
there's not even a name for it, right? No. And so it is this place in the body that is absolutely so covered with this density of shame and embarrassment. And I don't even want to look down there. If I connect down there, what's going to happen? I'm afraid of that. Um, and in really doing the connection work and the power of reconnecting physically, energetically, and, you know, for the portrait, actually taking a picture and looking with appreciation and love at this part of yourself is a journey of uncovering to the most vulnerable part that we have, right? And there's so much talk now about, you know, sexual pleasure and orgasms and wanting to get this orgasm or that orgasm. I mean, it's amazing. We're talking a lot more about sexuality and our desire for pleasure. And if we're not connected to that part of our bodies, it is carrying like a physical numbness or a yes. physical block because of the shame or the trauma that we're holding in these physical places and energetic places in our bodies. Yeah, I was really feeling that that sense of block as you were talking, because there is much more freedom in talking about sex, in talking about orgasm, in talking about the acts. But there's still, like you said, is so much blockage around talking about our actual bodies for women really calling that power in because there's so much energy that gets caught up in that story of shame, right? When I am doing, when I'm doing Reiki on women in particular, mm -hmm. I find mm -hmm. in that root and sacral area, mm -hmm. we're out, we're out of our bodies. We're not even there. One of the actions I find myself doing is this, is like pulling yes. that energetic body back down into the body and, yes. and sealing it, trying to like get it to stay there. Yes. But there is so much resistance to staying yeah. rooted and grounded in those vulnerable and intimate places in our bodies. Yeah. And I think that's a piece to it, right? Because of trauma moments, because of the, the density of what this area carries, there's been a dis disassociation, you know, from mm -hmm. occupying that place. And that word is something that I use a lot, right? To really fully occupy this part of our bodies again. And to choose to do that again is a path of, you know, feeling everything that's there. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean we go like deep into, you know, it, having the trauma feel really hard or like back into that place. There's always that possibility, but we can also return to that place like you're saying through energy and through pleasure and through awareness and invite the awareness and the breath to occupy this place that we've really disassociated from with our energy and mm -hmm. with our physical presence, right? You mm -hmm. know, we're so in our heads, definitely. That's the supported <laughs> way of being. And yeah. then as women, like we're really good at being in our hearts a lot of the time when we're mm -hmm. in tune with our feelings, 
but to drop that down into the womb space, into this place in between the hips and even deeper still into pussy mm -hmm. and occupy that place. Like that is the power seat for us as women. Absolutely. And there is clear, so much like clearing and, and self-loving and unshaming and reconnection with that air, with that part of our bodies to be able to then like occupy that. This is the throne. You can drop down into it. Yes. I love that, that vision of the throne of the yeah. occupy, because in so many ways, it's like our bodies are occupied by other people. Yes. Right. Both. So women are valued in the childbearing years, right? Because they, because that is the, that's the patriarchy's narrative around what our purpose is. Right. And when we are pregnant, it's, it's like our bodies aren't our own. Suddenly mm -hmm. I, um, I remember giving birth and there were just so many people there and mm -hmm. watching and examining and touching and mm -hmm. it, my body wasn't my own. Yeah. And I don't know that I've ever fully felt, especially the womb space and the pussy mm -hmm. space. I don't feel like that has ever truly been my own. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, a piece to us as women, both in that, like we've been told that part, your pleasure, your sex, your desire, your sexiness, it's for somebody else. Mm-hmm your womb space, your, you know, that space is for someone else to enter. It's for someone else to own. And then it's you, you have carry someone else's seed there and then mm -hmm. birth. Right. And that's been the narrative for centuries. And for us to be able to really find our sovereignty in our body and to self source our energy and our creativity and our desire and our sexuality, all of those things comes back to that feeling like you being able to feel like this is mine. It's mm -hmm. mine. I can choose to share it, but it's mine. Yeah. And that is that process of really, you know, allowing that worthiness to come in a lot or like exploring that sense of our own power because it's really powerful to land mm -hmm. home in that place. And again, like allowing the cleansing, you know, in the womb work that I do, I do something called walking the bowl and it's all about clearing out all of the past energies, past lovers, past, times that we've given ourselves away all of like the room is really crowded that womb room is really crowded mm -hmm. <laughs> and to do the ritual and the ceremony of acknowledging that and letting it go not only for our lifetimes but also generationally for generations mm -hmm. women have been in the same place of giving away their power in this way yeah so the journey to self-ownership right is yes is such a powerful one for allowing you to feel like this is mine yeah
And that work you're describing, I think is so powerful because we often, our minds shift to what we want our the end product for lack of a better word to be. Yeah. yeah. Right. Where we want to get to, how we want to feel. And we don't give ourselves the grace and the space to grieve for those absolutely generationally traumatic grief, the grief of having a sense of remembering Mm -hmm. what it was to be grounded and have self-ownership and the, Mm -hmm. and how powerful we were. Mm -hmm. And then what the, disconnection, the disembodiment that has happened for so long, making space for that grief is really, is really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And it is such a piece I've been thinking about this, right? As I'm sharing a new program right now, it's kind of like, and just looking at the way that, you know, we're drawn into things and we want it to be easy. Like you're saying, we just want to like skip it over. We want a quantum leap. We want to like just not be here anymore. We want to get over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. the foundational healing, honoring the foundational healing as the path of true transformation is something Absolutely. that I feel like this path really requires. You know, I think that mm-hmm. to be the body, come home to the body that there's healing to do. And that is so beautiful. And healing can also be done with pleasure, with mm-hmm. simple pleasure, you know, that actually allows, and I want to say pleasure. So often pleasure is just associated with sex. So, you know, we can mm-hmm. have pleasure when like rubbing our skin or just like caressing our skin. Like that's a way to bring in yourself more daily pleasure or adding something in delicious into your coffee that you're like, Oh, I want cardamom. And then, we so often just like ignore those little ones and say, Oh, never mind, you know, and that's mm-hmm. like loaded in itself. Right. But <laughs> yeah. we can give ourselves these simple pleasures. And then th- that also allows the nervous system to open up, to be able to receive the healing that mm-hmm. we're moving with. Right. So it's almost this marriage of allowing and inviting pleasure into the body and doing the healing work together that allows that deeper transformation to happen. Um, and it can be as quick or not quick as it needs to be. Right. But there's no skipping Mm -hmm. over and like load, just loading affirmations on top of, you know, a body that's still not feeling safe. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's no skipping over. Yeah. That, that line that you just said, a body that doesn't feel safe. And I think that is, that's a real key. And maybe that's sort of the patterns that you see with women who you're working with, um, where we aren't living in our bodies because it doesn't feel safe. Yeah. And so it is that, that work of letting ourselves feel everything that we feel. Yeah. Because there's so much that we try to take and just put in a box and like, no, uh, one of the themes I have seen is women have who are incredibly self-aware say to me, I don't have the energetic space to feel what I'm feeling. 
And it is that daily, daily ritual is what I was thinking about when you were talking about those simple pleasures is creating those daily rituals in our lives that give us, that give to ourselves so that we can have that energetic container so that we can feel all the things. Yes, absolutely. I feel like, you know, I think it's so true that it expands our capacity to feel when we, when our nervous system is calmer and more grounded and there's more capacity for our nervous system to hold more of all the variants of what it feel what it's like to be a feeling human right Mm -hmm. and a way that we can do that is to really bring in those simple pleasures and even sometimes pleasure doesn't feel safe for a lot of us you know as women sometimes even the idea of pleasure can feel unsafe. And again, there's just these layers upon layers upon layers that we get to work with and be with um, through the work and returning to the body and into the, you know, through the body, into the body, through the body. <laughs> get to the body through the body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so, it's one of those things that is so inherently obvious And yet, because of all of the narratives that we have written for ourselves and narratives that have been written for us, it has completely separated that idea that we can heal our hearts and we can heal our souls without talking about these miraculous containers (laughs) that hold our our hearts and our souls. Yeah. 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 And, you know, when you ask, like, what do I see with the, you know, some of the women that I work with in, in particularly in connection to, you know, doing the descent into, you know, really taking the time to feel all that's in the womb and then into even deeper still into Yoni, you know, there is just this power of, unfolding that I see with every woman that I work with. And it's an unfurling almost like we start kind of curled up like a a fern, like a spiral fern that starts all curled Mm -hmm. up, you know, and through this work, just slowly being beginning to unfurl and open and then really discover, you know, who am I? What do I feel like? And, you know, to realign with the part of the body that feels worthy mm-hmm. of power, that feels worthy of pleasure and feels worthy of presence, mm-hmm. being here, safe to take up space. It's safe to feel my body. Yeah. It's safe to think that, you know, my sexuality and my sensuality is a beautiful part of my being. It is such a beautiful part of our being when we let ourselves see it in that way. Mm-hmm. So I am curious about your story. What what brought you to this work? What was the catalyst for your transformation? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. I feel like I've um, 
my story's a little backwards. I don't know. That's the word that came to mind. But um, yeah. you know, I've always been a really, really deeply feeling human, very sensitive, um, very sensual, very quote unquote feminine, deeply. And growing up that way and, you know, moving into the greater world that way, it was really, really, really hard, mm-hmm. not supported by our culture, you know, um, so many ways that I just kind of allowed too much into my body physically and emotionally. And, um, and I, when I went to college, I arrived at a place where I was able to start studying, um, the goddess culture. And that was about 30 years ago now, a little over 30 years. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm 50. So at that point, not many people were talking about the goddess culture and, you know, it was still pretty undiscovered and untalked about. But at that point in college, I went deeply into learning about these cultures that existed for thousands of years, starting with prehistory and archaeology and looking at these goddess figurines from 20,000 years before Christ, you know, these little round, beautifully fertile representations of life, of, of energy, of life force. And so went through like studying all about this and did my thesis about it actually. Um, And it really allowed me to see like, okay, there's this whole other way of thinking. There's this whole other way of living and experiencing. There's this whole other swath of time that happened before the time that we're in. That is a majority of the time, actually, that humans have been on Earth that existed that was entirely different. And my soul felt this connection and call there of just, okay, there's something else here. Cause I felt, I just did not feel like I fit on this planet. I didn't feel like I fit in. I didn't feel like I was understood, you know? Um, and then especially at the end of college, it was time to like, go get a job and go find a career. And I was just like, I don't see myself anywhere in this culture. And it was really hard and it activated some really deep fear and depression in me. And it was just, you know, a very, very difficult time of not seeing myself, but at the same time seeing like, okay, there is this whole other way that the humans have existed. And this, that's where I feel home, you know, over there. (laughs) That's my home. Yeah. Um, But fate had it that at that time in my life, I moved up to a very small island in the Pacific Northwest at 22 and have been here since then. So rather than forcing and squeezing myself into this culture and trying to become everything else so that I could try to fit in to a culture that I didn't find myself, I moved to the woods and lived off the grid and have just been here in this kind of out of time little chunk of earth (laughs) since then. And 
that's really allowed me to feel a deepening into myself and a grounding into myself and into my body and my being that um, saved my life. I'm pretty sure that mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'd still be here if that, if I didn't, you know, change course. Um, so that's the longer story. <laughs> um, and I, you know, a few years ago, um, I started to feel the draw to bring this work into the world in a lot of, um, different ways that I felt the world was really finally ready for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and women are ready for now. Women are hungry for the work of embodiment and coming home to the body. And it started with work with the cycle. And because that was a really important piece for me, um, I started studying a lot about the cycle and our menstrual cycles and just what an incredible piece they are to our embodiment as women and learning to love them and navigate our lives with this rather than fight it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where my passion really started in teaching. And since then it's just evolved um, into all the other elements of, of what's, what's being brought forth. Yeah. It's um, your story is like, it has similar roots to mine, but Mm -hmm. completely opposite directions. I, when I was in high school, so I'm 45. So there's not a lot of space between us. Uh, A wise woman who was my English teacher and still is a wise woman in my life to this day. Mm -hmm. She taught us about the society that existed. That was matriarchal prior to the advent of patriarchy and how, how planned that was yes, and what a matriarchal society looked like in that there, there were no weapons, right? There was no, there was no violence, but it was um, consensus and collaboration and all of those beautiful gifts that women hold so deeply, uh, but have not been, made to feel safe to use those things, uh, in the, in the ways that we have the power to do so. Yes. So those seeds were planted to me in me really early on, but similarly, Mm -hmm. I felt as we're having this conversation, I'm realizing the rage, Mm -hmm. the deep rage that Mm -hmm. I have been holding around that Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. So for decades, mm. well, and probably for much longer than that, really. Yes. In knowing, <laughs> in knowing what was, and just feeling the rage of being trapped in this way, not seeing yeah. myself at all. Yes. And yet having to find some way to move forward. Yes. And so I went into education. I was a teacher for twenty years. Mm. But I was fairly, very clearly shown throughout my entire career and to the point that in the last few years that I was not welcome there. Mm-hmm. That the patriarchal structure that holds the education system together did mm-hmm. not want my voice. Mm-hmm. So it was 
and and that you are right. I believe women are ready at this mm. point. It has mm. taken this time to get mm. here where it is yes. time to come home to ourselves and do that transformational work. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and I I love that your high school teacher taught you that. That's so awesome. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating to look at and feel, you know, when we think about ancestors and generations and, you know, kind of just the past few centuries, that's kind of where we reach back, right? And from there, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of healing to do for women generationally. But when, you know, being able to really like reach further back and back and back and feel back in time, the magnitude of the generations of women that held an entirely different place where mm-hmm. li- grew up in an entirely different culture we're given an entirely different set of possibilities you know that is also our heritage and i think to be able to really invite that as a piece of our and we call it her story right it's not his story mm-hmm. we, but his yeah. his story is like when the patriarchy started and it was so political and so planned and continues to be right mm-hmm. um yeah but before that, right, her story, there's a whole, there's eons of mm-hmm. remembering that we can do in our bodies and in ourselves and our bones to tune into those pieces of what it is to be woman as well. And I think that is such a big part of our work here now as well as to be able to, the idea of remembering, even like separating that word, where all these pieces, all these members of our body and our psyche have been splintered off mm-hmm. and remembering is about putting all of these members, these members of our body and our psyches back together into a whole integrated place. And mm-hmm. that's connected to now and this lifetime and, you know, the generations past. That's such a powerful image right the remembering the of literally bringing those pieces back together mm-hmm. and letting them enter our bodies and i really think about that when we think about intuition yes right that intuition that lives that lives in our body but we have been so taught to not trust it yes that it's not it's not real the and it is that work of remembering of remembering that time where everything was grounded in women's intuition, in that deep connection and knowing. Yes. Yeah. And it's what we see is that work of reconciliation as well. Like I'm making some Mm. connections to the work Mm. um, of reconciliation with our indigenous cultures, because Mm. it was indigenous cultures were so grounded in that deep sense Mm. of knowing and trust yeah. of this earth yeah. and of themselves and all of that reclamation healing work is so tight. It's so t- deeply tied together. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in relationship to the earth, right. When we, when, mm-hmm. you know, these, we are, we have these natural cycles, the earth has these natural cycles. And when we're constantly, pushing and ignoring our bodies and our, our, you know, call to rest. 
it's it's like pushing over all of that time through intuition and body wisdom and you know in our cycles right before we bleed right is it is this deeper time to listen and rest and the body you know that is a time where women tap into being more psychic and open to the universe right in that listening time and that's a part of our wisdom as women is that listening and kind of you know, vesseling the wisdom through our bodies from the cosmos. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so powerfully done in the quieter times, you know, this time of year, mm-hmm. yeah, the solstice. When it's like, you know, the culture's like, distract, distract, buy, consume, you know, Christmas, <laughs> you know, ah, stress yeah. out. Rather than, okay, now is the time we're tuning into and be quiet and take that sacred pause and resting. And we do that monthly as women, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if we allow ourselves. And all of that is a deprogramming of like everything that we have been told is is wrong <laughs> for us. Yeah. As right? women, you know. So there's a lot of deep, you know, debunking our own are the myths that we live inside of. That is such a journey as well. But I also think like when you're saying about intuition, you know, womb space and pussy space are the guides of our intuition. When they say that gut feeling, I believe that is our womb space, like this energy within returning to this, this place of our sacred ground that guides us that is in the body. It's not the head, right? When we're able to drop down and like, what is, what is my body guiding me to do um, in that deeper core? Then there's a different sense of ground and clarity and confidence and self-trust that can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. This and the self-trust is so key. And so I'm thinking about women who hire you to create a pussy portrait. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. self-trust it must take to do that. So I'm really curious about what the process is. What what do you tell me about the journey that women go on when they're in that um, when they're doing that work? Yeah, well, that also is evolving right now. Um, when I first started doing it, I was just you know, I women would come and and I would give you know we would go through a supportive process for a painting, and then I realized very much like. This is a this is a whole container. This is a magical initiation that is asking for both myself and the woman to go through a process of reclamation and healing um, before the picture is even taken. Right? For ninety nine point nine percent of the women, I have there are some women that are like totally comfortable. I'm going to take the picture and send it to you. Right? Um, <laughs> But yeah. for most of the women, it is like, okay, even like making the appointment to talk to you is scary as fuck. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so at this point, you know, I'm working, I'm not really doing what I call a la carte, which is just the painting. I'm mm-hmm. working them into longer arcs of work together. So um, I'm actually incorporating them into the programs that I'm doing mm-hmm. now. So like right now I'm doing a program called Volvacious yeah. and that's my winter group sisterhood program. I'm really excited about. Fabulous um, tale. 
Thank you. I just learned something yeah. super cool today. I just want to say that someone sent me a message that Fulfa, it's called Fulfa in Old Norse, is what the seers and the witches and the priestesses were called. I'm like, oh yeah. Of course. Of course. That's a plan. That's a plan right? change, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When we're in tune down there, we're like the witches. We are the seers. And um, yes. yeah, super fun little word word nerd moment. That is fascinating. Um, but the journey is, again, it's like, okay, how do we first come home to the womb space? First mm -hmm. occupy her. First learn to cleanse and clear and connect with that part to feel safe and allow that reconnection to happen. Mm -hmm. That's the first step. And then from there we can descend deeper into pussy and mm -hmm. slowly unfurl and rewrite the story. So we all like pussy has a story. She has her own story of both pain and pleasure. So I do work to like, you know, give space for her to write her story and then to rewrite the story and to feel again what that feels like to even have, like, feel like it's okay to put your hand there and tune in energetically there. Mm -hmm. So it's a process of letting go of reclaiming through story writing, through art and through just gentle approach. We all carry these different sexual traumas and they're just different degrees, right? But every woman mm -hmm. that I've spoken with and worked with has had some sexual trauma in her life. Um, mm -hmm. So to reconnect there is, is opening up a, a pocket of letting go of a lot of those old stories and being open to rewriting those stories so that we can feel safe and connecting with this part of the body. Then through mm -hmm. feeling that connection and that new love for looking at and seeing this part of the body as a beautiful part of the body. From there, we can think mm -hmm. about taking a picture. From there, we can think about, I'm going to look at myself with this self-love and this picture and this painting is going to be an emblem of my courage. It's going to be an emblem of my creativity and of my power. It's almost like a coat of arms, you know, for us mm. as women. It's like, mm -hmm. and then you get to see it. And that's reflected to you all the time. The yeah. reminder because it's a beautiful piece of art and we are each a beautiful piece of art. So unique. Mm -hmm. That it, is. Yeah. It Sorry, starts with, yeah. Starts with just like, okay, can I come home to my body? Can I come home to my womb? What needs to be released? How can I be gentle with myself through this process? What am I rewriting? Mm -hmm. That element of creativity. Mm -hmm is also something I think that has been written as being uh, trite is the word that is coming to me, like mm -hmm. not as, as deeply powerful as it is. 
-hmm. but sitting in that creativity space of bringing, being able to pull all those threads together because it is, it, we are beautiful, one miraculous art and we are storytellers and it really is in those things that are, that our power lies yes. is in reclaiming our own story and rewriting yes. it yes. in claiming ourselves as art. Yes. And if we all were able to see ourselves as works of art, how differently we would honor our own bodies and the bodies of each other. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, it's, there is that piece of seeing ourselves as art, right? That is so beautifully ancient. Mm -hmm. And the power of telling our stories and sharing our stories with each other because we've all have these stories that we've hidden and that we've shut down. We've hidden even to ourselves. We don't talk about them. And because of that, you know, there are these pockets of shame in the body that are just held in the body in the dark. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we cut off from parts of ourselves, of our expression, our creativity. We cut off from more of our own pleasure and sensations because there's pockets of shame and hiding that we just don't feel like we can look at or feel. Um, but when we open up and we're encouraged to tell our stories and we hear other women's stories as our own, there is a power of belonging that happens that then we're able to stand more deeply in our power and our truth because we're not the only one that any of this has happened to. Mm -hmm. And we don't need that to stay so quiet and hidden in the dark anymore. Yeah. That word belonging is something that we need to have in our, re in our regular conversations with each other, because so much of the conversation is about othering and making it so that we don't belong and no one belongs. Mm. And uh, we need to belong to ourselves and then we need to belong to each other in community yeah. so that we know that we, like you said, we are not alone and that our, my story is our story. And when you're talking about um, sexual trauma and that you haven't met a woman who hasn't had sexual trauma, I don't know that it's possible that there could be yeah. because just the energy of the societies that we live in yeah. marinate us yes. in sexual trauma and shame. Yes. Yeah. And when those pockets, the pockets of shame, like you said, actually live and reside in the body, it makes it, it makes it impossible to get through, right? We have to pull through those layers of shame to be able to get to pleasure yes. and creativity yes. and seeing ourselves as art. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And is that the transformation that you see in women as they go through this process? Like when mm -hmm. you, I'm, I'm really curious around what it is that a woman feels when they've been through the process and now have this incredible work of art. How does that mm -hmm. transform how they're showing up? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I love that question, you know, and I just kind of, all the testimonials are kind of like blanketing over my mind right now. Um, In a lot of ways, I think the art piece again is like that, that emblem. Mm -hmm. So the process of getting to the art piece is the biggest part of the art piece. (laughs) If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, absolutely. It's always process. Right. You know, um, one of my, one of the clients that I worked with the womb work is she communicated to me like that. She felt like there was a, this dirty bowl of water in her womb space and Mm -hmm. through our work with the womb, that dirty water was dumped out and she was able to fill that up with clear water and, you know, her kind of transformation really allowed her to step more into her sensual power as a woman into her sexual power as a woman and not feel like the old feelings of shame and insecurity and fear that would come up for her around her sexuality. Um, So for her, it was really like stepping into this more, embodied expression of her turn on um and turn on is life force right it's Mm -hmm. when we are in a turned on state we're open to the universe which is constantly in a state of creation so you know that turn on is just like being in and amidst the open pulse of all things um and i think that's a big part of it you know in the end product is just that openness to be and explore the energy of turn on. Mm-hmm. And that can be in sex, sex, quote unquote, that can be more like feeling more daily pleasure in the body. Um, and that can also just be, you know, being more creatively courageous, mm-hmm. being more creatively um, engaged, feeling a lot more confident and at ease being in the body as a safe place, I feel like is also a big kind of byproduct of doing this work is when we, you know, when a woman is able to like clear out some of those places of feeling unsafe, those stuck places, then there's that place where like, okay, now I can feel my pleasure. Now I'm opening to what I want in my life. What do I want day to day? Being able to vocalize that and give that to myself because those old stories of I'm not enough. I can't give myself this because I'm selfish. um, Those stories have been washed away. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of feel like I'm going all over the place with this, but it's all this one piece of, really feeling so much more open to being the authentic woman Mm -hmm. without all the supposed to's without the have to's. And in that there's an entirely different life and that can play itself out in relationship, in business, in self relationship, in intimacy, you know, I think intimacy yeah, with the moment. We, yeah. When we have ease in our bodies, 
we're no longer fighting ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? That's where so much of our um, energy goes to is that mm-hmm. fight of self. Yeah. And when we finally, when we work through our process and we are able to let that go and we are able to have ease and live yeah. in the safety of our bodies, yeah, you can, you see that on a woman, right? Like yes. when you came into the screen today, I felt your, I felt safety. Mm-hmm. I felt that ease. Mm-hmm. And then you have the energy to do what you want to do. Yes. And so much, so many of us just don't even have, because we are in fight with self, we don't have the ability to say, what do I really want? Mm. Yeah. Who am I going to be? Who am I going to show up in this one incredible life as? Yeah. And yeah, that, that beautiful sense of ease and of being here and being present is so inspiration is it's it's inspiring yeah and i feel like it's you know it's it's us as women returning to this place that's going to turn around the arc of of where we're headed you know it's like yeah they had their turn and and now it's time for us to our turn shed that shit (laughs) and step into a different way because um you know it's and our, our sensuality and our radiance and our magnetism and being able to feel the beauty of that is such a part of us returning to the truth of who we are as women. And I see that mm-hmm. so much with this work and, you know, with the Pussy Portrait in particular, because it's this whole body return and re-perceiving ourselves as art and yes yeah it just it shifts who we are in our in our bodies and our beings when we can feel that sense of home Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. honor and practice of self-honor yeah I really want to leave that with the listeners, right? That um, re-perceiving ourselves as art mm-hmm. and the power that lies in that. So I feel like we could talk about this yes. um, forever. <laughs> <laughs> it is an unending conversation. It sure is. Um, yes. But also I want to give you time to <laughs> honor this beautiful day and sit in some darkness and some stillness mm-hmm. as the darkness here, we're three hours ahead. So the darkness is creeping. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's beautiful. So mm. thank you. Thank mm. you so much for your time and your wisdom yes. today. Mm, and you. yeah, thank you. Thank you so much and happy. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the rock podcast back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30 minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric Acid. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. 
but I like airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid.